Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com. And today I'm talking with my guest, Erica Amatori, on saving money. So Erica works for one of my favorite online banks. It's called Rise, and it's an online banking platform. And I wanted to have Erica on the podcast because I've always wondered about the people who work at these companies, at these banks. Do they really stand for what they present through their work, through their companies? Are they about saving? Are they about investing? Are they even good with money in their personal lives? So I invited Erica on to have a conversation with me about working at Rise, but also to share her own personal story and how she's doing with her own money. And I think you'll find this conversation very interesting. We talked about whether or not she lives what she preaches through her job, which is saving money and being financially responsible. We also talked about how working for a finance company affects her personal finances. In addition, we talked a little bit about how we save, how I save, how she saves, where we save, how we break out our savings. And at the end, Erica has some really awesome freebies for you guys. So stay tuned and listen out for that towards the end of our conversation. But before we get into the episode, if you haven't already subscribed, please do and leave a review for the podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. I'd love for more people to learn about the podcast. So please subscribe and be sure to tell a friend about the podcast. Also, if you haven't stopped by the site in a while, head over to clevergirlfinance.com. I have a ton of brand new content on there that will help you as you work on your finances and be sure to subscribe there too. And finally, if you are in a space where you feel like you need more focused help, you need more focused support when it comes to working on your finances, paying off your debt, getting your savings up, learning about investing, I'd love for you to check out my accountability program and you can learn about it at clevergirlfinanceacademy.com. So let's get into the episode with Erica. Welcome to the podcast, Erica. I'm excited to be talking to you today. Thank you, Bola. So can you introduce yourself to my listeners? Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my name is Erica Amatori. I head up marketing and growth at Rise. To give everyone a little background on what Rise is, um, it's an automatic savings account where you can save for the goals that matter to you. And that's everything from an emergency fund to a life-changing vacation. Uh, we're really there to help you get to your goals faster. A uh, little personal background on me. I am originally from Canada. I went from one capital to another, Ottawa, Ontario, to Washington, D.C. Um, I've always had a passion for digital marketing and fintech. So naturally, when the opportunity came around to help reinvent the savings account for the better, I was truly fascinated and thrilled. That's awesome. And I'm a huge fan of Rise, which we'll get into later. But I wanted to take some time out to talk about you and your personal money story. And so you work at a savings company, a company that's all about focused on savings, right? Building wealth for individuals. Mm -hmm. But what was your relationship with money like growing up? And what is your relationship like with money right now? Yeah, great question. Um, so my parents raised me very well. A little shout out to mom and dad. Um, in fact, I started investing in stocks and ETFs as soon as I became a teen. So uh, I read my first investing book called The Investing 101 or something in high school. Uh, whenever I needed help early on with 401k, Roth IRA questions, anything like that, uh, my dad was always there to help. I got very fortunate that I had them to tell me the ropes. It's sort of harking on the novel, rich dad, poor dad. It truly does help to have someone that advocates the importance of financial literacy along the way. 
my relationship with money now, to answer your second question, uh, I have always been a cautious saver and a somewhat frugal person. I say somewhat because I am so good at not shopping and saving, investing, doing that stuff, but I do take impulsive trips a lot. Mm-hmm. But hey, I, I say for that. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say have been your biggest financial challenges, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, no, I'm sure my financial challenge is someone else's financial challenge. So it's good to share that. Uh, you know, coming out of college was tough. And I think that's a hard part, but also a very fun part for everyone. Um, there were no, no courses that I took in college that taught you how to pay taxes, how much to save for a house or a rainy day fund, uh, how to create different streams of revenue for retirement, how to diversify your savings into investments and which are the best credit cards to use and et cetera. But I think the toughest part for me was coming into the world without some of that knowledge. Uh, I'm a big researcher, so I read a lot, which is a big part of what made me knowledgeable with my finances. But a lot of people don't know what to do or where to go. And that's why I love building up Rise. It's not only helping people save for all of their financial goals automatically, but also helping them grow financially stronger and smarter along the way. And this is a statistic that like just puts me in awe every time, but like only half of millennials sign up for a 401k plan when they have the opportunity to do so. So how can we help bridge those knowledge gaps? How can we help people get into the habit of saving? Um, and that's through education and automation and goal setting. So that's something that uh, I've really taken a passion to. I think that's, you know, what you said, that lack of education is really important. It's, you know, it's personal finance isn't something that's taught in schools. You kind of have to figure it out on your own. And I definitely think that it should be part of school curriculum. I mean, yes, just understanding the basics of things like, you know, your tax bracket and how to save, how to invest, what is a stock, what is a bond, what is, you know, all these different basics can make all the difference in a young person's life. And you know, I'm really passionate about my children are small now. They're only four, but I started teaching them those lessons because I know that they're probably not going to get that in school. So that is definitely a challenge for many people who are listening. Um, and Clever Girl Finance and Rise, <laughs> I yeah. here to bridge that gap. So um, I can definitely relate to that. And coming out of college, I mean, when I was in college, you know, I moved from a different country to do my last year of college in the States. And, you know, I went to a career fair to find out about jobs. And I found myself at a credit card table, you know, at a career fair. And I'd I'd never had any personal finance lessons based on how money works in the United States because this is a very credit-based economy. And the first thing I'm presented with is get a free T-shirt, sign up for this credit card. And I didn't know any better, so I did it. <laughs> you know, and I have a, a podcast episode on that. So it's it's really important that the financial education is there and you know, yes. And yeah. So so what would you say have been your biggest successes with your finances? Um that's a good question. Well, my biggest successes have all been a result of my curiosity. And What I mean by that is curiosity has led me to explore and discover multiple different things that I'm passionate about and that I could excel at if I put my mind to it. Um, Eventually, by being proactive, these things turn into different revenue streams. So that really helps my finances. So all in all, I'm most proud of my ability to take something, learn more about it, and find out how it can be useful to either other industries or other areas of the market that truly have a need for it. And I assume taking what you learn, you take what you learn and you apply it to your own finances, basically. Yes. Or pretty of much. So, 
you work for a company that is focused on, you know, savings, which is, that's a great environment to work. And I want to work at a place Mm -hmm. like that because (laughs) every day I get to go in and talk about saving money, how to save, how to do better with your money. That's awesome. So why is it important to have different goals for savings? Because one of the big questions I get, and I get this question pretty often is, you know, is it okay to have multiple savings accounts or should I just save for everything in my checking account? Um, And so in your opinion, why is it important to break out your savings for your different things, you know, into, into different goals? Yes. Yes. It's so important to have different goals for savings. Uh, Chances are you have more than one financial goal at any given time. You could be saving for a down payment on a house, saving for a vacation, your next car, an emergency fund, and so on and so forth. Well, then doesn't it make sense to properly allocate a specific savings amount to each financial goal rather than just one lump sum. Um, and you can go into different savings, like you can open multiple savings account, or instead you can have one savings account and have multiple goals, which is what Rise does. Um, and it makes sense to give your money purpose. If you put your savings into just one giant account, it's hard to see when you're meeting your goals. And how do you prioritize which goal you meet first? If you take that vacation, there will be less money for the down payment. And so having all your goals in one place and making these multiple goals to keep yourself accountable is really important. Um, So that's why savings for Saving for goals is ingrained into the DNA of RISE. Uh, We allow unlimited goals and unlimited transfers. And by having multiple savings savings goals, um, you can designate a certain amount that you need to reach them and also prioritize them. And the number one way, and this is why it's so, so important to have goals, savings goals, is the number one way to actually save money without touching it is to directly deposit your savings directly into your savings account and spread those out into the goals. Um, and that way, if you're waiting until the end of the month to see what you have left over, you'll find that you're never going, going to like reach those savings goals. Um, so it's really helpful to just spread it out. Yeah. And I love what you said about giving your money purpose. That's something that I'm, you know, I talk about all the time, giving your money purpose, telling your money what to do. And you know, when I make examples of it, I always say, think about your dollars as your employees. And each of them has a job in the company of you that they have to do. Some people are working on, if you have debt, debt repayment. Some people are working on saving for retirement. Some people are working on saving for your house. Some, you know, each of your dollars are different employees in this, your big business. And the last thing you want is to not assign them a task. And then they waste all their time in the break room, buying snacks and kind of like disappearing out of your wallet. Yeah. (laughs) You wonder where all your money went. So I love that. And you also talked about, um, you know, having different accounts or having different accounts where you, or having one account and then within that one account, different pockets for your goals and direct deposit and direct deposit. A lot of, there's a lot of people who are like, well, I don't want to direct deposit. I want to get my check and go cash it. I want to be able to make the transfer manually from my checking account to my, to my savings account. And what happens that they end up doing that as the last thing after they've spent all their money, like you said, you know, they're paying themselves last. And it's, I think it's just like, it's almost by design of the universe that when you have money in your account, when you have money available to you, it always finds a way to get spent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> always. You like know, like... The headline of our landing page is like the world is designed to spend your money. We're here to save it. And you're totally right. You have to put your savings first. Like when you get that paycheck, take half of it, 
and put into your savings account. Yeah. Don't don't let it go anywhere further. <laughs> because you'll have good intentions. You're going to be like, you know what? This week, I'm going to save X amount of money. And then the money will be in your account because you don't have direct deposit. And then you're going to be like, well, oh, there's that coffee. Oh, my God, look at that cute dress. I'll just get it now. And then I'll save next week. And it's like once you see the money there, you start getting comfortable. You're like, oh, my God, yeah, I have money to spend. But if you automatically have it, you know, direct deposited, or debited from your account to your savings account. You don't have to think about it. It's gone. And you you start getting used to, very quickly, used to what is left over after all of your deposits have left your account. So I do direct deposit. Um, and in cases where I can't, when I worked full-time, I had to direct deposit. But now I have automation set up where the money is just pulled from my account automatically so um, to go into my savings. That way I don't have to think about, oh my God, did I save this week? You know, so, um, so I want to ask you more about, you know, why you chose to work in finance and why you chose to work at a company like Rise. And I'll tell you that I get a pro as a money expert, you know, having Clarewell Finance as a platform, I get approached by a lot of companies to promote a lot of things that are not in line with my values <laughs> or they are in line with my values, but then they have like sub things, like things on the side that don't kind of tie up into what the brand is about. So for instance, I've been contacted before several times actually to promote, um, a savings account, but then when you log into the account, the first thing you're blasted with is sign up for this credit card, this credit card, this credit card. I'm like, how are you supposed to save if yeah. you're constantly being encouraged to sign up for credit cards at promotional rates. And so I don't do those type of promotions. And I'm, I've always wanted to have a conversation with someone who works at one of these companies <laughs> Yes, <laughs> to understand, like, are you just working there for the paycheck? Are you passionate about personal finance? So I want to know from you, why did you choose to work at a finance company and why did you pick Rise? Because I love Rise. Um, I love what you guys represent. Um, you're very in line with my values. Um, I have a savings account with you and I love seeing my balance go up. And I just want to know why, why did you pick this company? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think why I chose finance and why I chose rise are one and the same. Um, I chose rise because unlike that company you just talked about where that's all the wrong reasons to be in finance. And we really want to be in finance to reinvent the savings account. Um, so there are many, many reasons why I chose Rise, but I'll give you like two, my main two. Um, number one is the people. The Rise team is an intelligent, driven, and overall amazing set of people that truly care about, like I said, reinventing savings accounts so you can live the life you want to leave. And we're going to educate you on how to get there, but we're also going to... Um, make sure we're getting you to your savings goals faster. And overall, the team, they just have such a bigger picture for a fintech company than I've ever seen or heard before. And I wanted to help grow that vision. Um, the second reason is what you just said, the product. I truly believe in Rise. Their philosophy of letting people having control of their savings and prioritizing what really matters to them, giving money purpose. And I also see it as um, they have more they have many more paths of opportunity to help people save more and faster, not only through goals, but through <clears throat> investment functionality, which is coming soon, everyone. But <laughs> all in all, the brand is not your typical finance brand. We're a lifestyle brand that cares about our customers. And so why I got into finance, why I chose Rise is because we're changing the financial industry for the better. We're on the people's side. Um, and 
that's our overall philosophy. Okay. So that's awesome. You love where you work. You love your company. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's always a plus. But let me ask you a more difficult question. I guess a more, not difficult, but a more, um, what's it called? In-depth question. Mm-hmm. So how has working for a finance company changed the way you save and changed the way you spend? Because... <laughs> yeah. I want, I'm curious to know because I know that you talked about why you like your company. So how has it helped you with your own finances? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, like I'm a pretty involved in my uh, financial. So I set goals for myself. I automate things just like you do. Um, and these are all features that rise does, but one huge thing rise taught me is like I said, giving my money purpose and giving it meaning. Uh, my favorite part about Rise, other than high interest rates and power-up features, is the fact you can have an unlimited amount of goals. Uh, for example, right now in my Rise account, <laughs> I have a travel fund, an emergency fund, a shoe fund, because I'm obsessed with buying shoes. So how <laughs> to change my spending habits, I am not buying, not going to DSW as much, but um, I have a fund for that now. Um, I need a new MacBook, so I have a MacBook fund, and the list goes on, right? Um, But the point of the matter is I can save for all these things automatically, and I'm allocating my money to things I care about. So I think that's what working at a company like Rise has really changed with my savings. I used to just have one big savings fund, and now um, I have it spread into goals, which makes me happier when I hit those goals, and it makes myself more accountable. Awesome. And since we're on full disclosure here in my Rise account, (laughs) I actually have, so I have four accounts with you guys. Well, it's one account, but broken out into four buckets. And I have an account where I put money to invest. So once I reach a certain amount, I take it out and I invest it. I have an account for travel savings, vacations, because I like fancy vacations. I have an account for gift savings for my kids and for my husband. So the holidays are coming up. Um, And then I have an account for shopping because if you guys, for those of people who listen to the podcast and follow me, you know that I'm big about saving and investing, but I also like to enjoy the money I work hard for and I shop (laughs) and I have a savings account dedicated to that. So um, I like my breakout and I like the fact that I have those emojis that can kind of motivate me every time I log in. Um, yeah, <laughs> very customizable, very customizable. <laughs> so for someone who is kind of like struggling with savings, they have a savings account or they've had several savings accounts, they've broken their savings into different goals, yada, 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 you know, they know the, they know the flow, <laughs> yes. but aside from the action, they're kind of at the space where they're struggling with saving, you know, maybe they're overspending, they're splurging. What kind of advice would you give that person? Um, in terms of developing their savings habits or just general savings advice to stay motivated to accomplish their goals? I would say automate as much as you can. It will help you get into a habit. Uh, It will keep you accountable, plus money that goes straight into a savings account is out of sight, out of mind. And I always tell people using Rise, right? You don't have to automate big chunks of money monthly or biweekly if that's a struggle for you. If it's not a struggle, then definitely save as much as you can. But if it is, then start small. Maybe set a daily goal or a weekly goal. Um, You can choose your schedule with Rise, so that's why I'm saying that, and pick some small amount and then start increasing it as time goes along. And as long as you're making it a habit, you're making progress. So I think that would be the biggest piece of advice. That's awesome. Yeah. Automate. 
automate, automate. And there are statistics that show that people who automate their savings actually save more on average than people who don't. Um, because you don't have the opportunity to debate with yourself and debate in your mind about, oh my God, should I buy the dress or should I save the money? Or I'll pay myself back next week. You don't have, you don't get that opportunity. You don't give yourself the opportunity to fail at savings once you automate because it's just done and you forget about it. So, yeah. (laughs) So shifting gears, what would you say is your clever girl superpower? Because I ask everybody that question. Ah, that's hard. Um, my go-to superpower is that I can eat spicy things and make my hair more red than it is. But um, I can say that my truly serious superpower, since we're on a finance podcast, is uh, seeing the big picture and planning ahead, making goals for myself and hitting them. Um, I'm constantly thinking about how to reach my goals faster and then how to make them even bigger once I reach them. And that philosophy is also a great into rise, which is why I have so much passion in it. But I think just not focusing on the smaller things and really seeing myself ahead of time in one year, in two years, um, is something that I really pride myself on. Yeah, I totally relate to that. I mean, I woke up really early this morning and I sat down and I went over and restructured all of my goals and I'm like on a super high this morning. (laughs) You probably hear it in my voice because I'm just so excited about my big picture and I know that it's going to take hard work because I've set some really aggressive goals and, you know, I was texting my friend like, oh my God, and she's like, why are you so excited? You have all this work to do for what you want to accomplish. And I was like, well... It's exciting. I love money. (laughs) I'm not going to lie about it. I mean, it's pretty obvious, Clever Girl Finance. And so, you know, that big picture, I think just being able to step back and look at the big picture and be like, okay, this is what I want to accomplish. And I know I can do it. I have it in me. And then being able to look at that helps you. It helps when being in the motions of things becomes difficult or challenging because, I always say every day is not going to be a perfect day. You're going to have days where things are going to come up that are unplanned. You're going to have days where you don't want to save because you want to take a trip. You want to go to a spa, whatever it is you want to do. But, you know, when you step back and look at the big picture and you look at the greater good that you're creating for your future self, you know, it's it kind of rejuvenates you and it kind of helps you stay on top of what you need to do and it helps you get through the motions. So I'm excited about my big picture. Yeah, no, you should be. I had another question, Erica, and um, back to Rise. What is the breakout of, do you know, the breakout of guys versus girls who work there? Because, you know, I'm all (laughs) (laughs) pro-female. I'm just curious. No, right now it's actually 50-50. We've just hired a couple people. So, yeah, um, it is officially a 50-50 so we're, we have some good equality balance right there. <laughs> and the reason why I bring it up, especially in startups and fintech companies, you know, yes. technology yeah. in general, not just fintech, in tech in general, um, it's predominantly male. And in, when you bring it back down to finance, like it's kind of like I've had conversations with male financial advisors. I've had conversations with guys at the bank. I mean, I remember when I went to go set up my business accounts and the guy was like, clever girl finance. Ha ha ha. That's cute. I'm like, no, it's not cute. No, that's, and that's serious. Uh, like you said, women actually own only 5% of startups and same with like computing jobs and other things. It's, 
it's frustrating sometimes, but I think we are really making headway. And the way to change that is also how we talk about it. It's not cute. It's professional and it's smart. Um, so, yeah. So, well, thanks for sharing that stat with me. I'm excited to know that <laughs> your company is pro female to 50% is awesome. Yeah. Um, so it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate your time. I know that you have a busy, busy schedule, um, but I'd love for you to share how folks can keep in touch with you. And you guys have an awesome resource in an ebook that I'll let you speak about that I actually downloaded. And I'm like, if I was 21 years old, if I was, if I had read this ebook just before I went to that credit card table <laughs> in college to get my first credit card, this would have changed the game for me at the time. I would never have gotten that card. It's an awesome book. I almost feel like it should be in print in bookstores. Um, but yeah, tell us more about it and how folks can keep in touch with you. Yeah. You're like, if I could go back in time. Um, yeah. So everybody feel free to shoot me an email at Erica with a C at risemoney.com. I would love to hear from you guys. If you need any advice, I'd be happy to give my two cents on anything. Or if you have any more questions about rise, uh, yes, the adulting 101 ebook, uh, we wrote that to teach you how to manage your money properly and spending is easy, right? Everybody knows that, but saving should be too, and that's what we believe in. So the ebook outlines saving for retirement and emergency funds, information on credit cards and checking accounts, credit scores and reports, how to stay protected with insurance. It's an overall guide to help you be the adult you know you should be. Um, and the link will be either in the podcast description, I'm sure, um, bullet will have it somewhere. Yeah, I'll be definitely putting your email and the link in uh, the show notes. And you also had mentioned that you have a special gift for my listeners. <laughs> yes, we do have a special Please share. <laughs> um, using the link also will be in podcast description. Um, you can get $5 to kick off your first savings goal. So get started, go to rise, start saving. Unlike some other savings account, we have no fees and depend on a pay what you want model. This means you can choose to pay us $3 a month, $2, or even $0 to use us. We want to make sure that we're providing you value. And if we do, then we hope you can help us grow bigger and better. But yeah, have that $5, start saving. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I will be putting the, the link to that in the show notes as well. Um, and again, thank you so much, Erica, for being here. This has been an awesome conversation. No, thank you. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening into that conversation to get some insights about someone who works at an online bank and if they really are living what it is that they're selling at their job. And I had a great time talking to Erica. And as I mentioned, I'll be putting the link to the ebook as well as Erica's email address in the show notes. And if you want to take advantage of that $5 to jumpstart your savings goal, or if you're in the market for a new savings account, the link is risemoney.com slash bola. And that's rise with a Z. So R-I-Z-E. And of course, my name is spelled B-O-L-A, but I will be putting this link in the show notes. So thank you guys so much for listening and I'll be back again with a brand new episode soon.